I'm Jake, and this is Dexter. Hello. There's been an uptick of dogman sightings, but enough about my mother-in-law. You're in the damn woods. Welcome to the Damn Woods uh, Confidential with fucking special guest Dexter out of uh, Parts Unknown, Wisconsin. Getting ready to actually, I, I got this guy specifically because he's one of the few people I know who's both stable and willing to go look for ghosts on the weekends. A guy's got to do what a guy's got to do, right? That's incredibly true. Uh, hey everyone. So it's been a while since we've done a confidential and, uh, you know, it's, it's been a pretty, uh, like the regular news has been weird enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it has. (laughs) Um, something of note, something good for once. Um, Midnight in the Desert, which is, uh, Art Bell's old show that got taken over by his producer, uh, for about a year and a half just got handed over to a new host who is like an a functional overnight radio dj and we're both very excited dave schrader yeah about time they got him on a national platform yeah uh schrader is uh he was known for darkness radio which is like half paranormal half true crime and uh yeah it's it's definitely a good direction and if you like our confidential shows uh, checking out Midnight is not a bad idea at this point. Yeah, and Dave Schrader, I think more than anyone else in the game, is really a mm-hmm. great entry point if you're not sure oh, yeah. somehow that you wouldn't like this kind of content. Like, if you're on the fence, yeah. give him a listen and find out. Yeah, Schrader, Schrader is good for normal people. Like, he he's like a regular-ass guy. He's got a good voice. He's got good delivery. He's got good good interviews. But he's like... He never seems like he's going to go crazier than his guest. Yeah, exactly. He's not a guy who will ever go off the deep end, at least while yeah. he's on the mic anyways. Like, right, uh, uh, who knows? Right. He does a uh, haunted tour of Eastern nice. Europe every year, so it's not like oh, he cool. doesn't do some weird shit every now and then, but he's very good at seeming like just another guy on the radio and that's very important it kind of is like at being being a functional overnight host is like a very i don't know man it's like a it's a very odd skill set to have but when you have it you should probably use it yeah it's um, it's a niche market so if you can somehow <laughs> cut in on it effectively there's a lot to yeah. be gained there right and like i mean Schrader before was the only one taking market. They're taking like listens away from midnight, which was rapidly going off the fucking rails and coast, which has been unfortunately like coasting downwards. Uh, not to no be pun too intended, on the nose. right? <laughs> yeah, it's just fucking. It's just been like coast has been getting worse since Art left, and that was like tw- over a decade almost, ago now. Yeah, almost twenty years ago, I think. Yeah, well, Art left the first time in, like, 01, 02. Yeah. And then he yeah, came he back the, almost uh, immediately for a short spell. Right. He was he had his, like, his, uh, he had his uh, Dreamland or whatever 
for like a year. Yeah, yeah, he did that little XM experiment. It didn't go the way he wanted it to, and then he was back on no. coast until he started midnight. Yeah. Um, midnight took, I want to say, like six or seven launch attempts to actually get working. Like 2015 was the last one, and thankfully. Jesus, um, I didn't realize there was that many. Yeah, like he he kept doing this. Like he would be like, "Yeah, we're gonna launch a new thing. It's gonna be blah blah blah." And you know, people would be like, "Yeah, it's rad art. Maybe just actually do it though." And it's you know because like you go from working for Clear Channel, which is the biggest radio uh, corporation in America. Yeah, syndicate. Yeah, that's yeah. Syndicate is a good way to put it. Um, <laughs> but you go from like their money to having to find your own. And it's like, well, that's a challenging switch up. Um, that said, you know, he did functionally well. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure part of it, too, must have been a sort of a <clears throat> perfectionist sort of thing or certain standards oh, sure. he expected. Because, you know, mm-hmm. we all know that Art Bell was the guy in this field from when he really started at the very end of the 80s right up until right. he passed. Oh, yeah. No, Art Bell's Art Bell for a fucking reason, man. Or for a number of reasons, but... Um, what was it? The uh, who's it? Who took over Dreamland? Because the guy who took over Dreamland is still doing it. Um, it's that... Uh, shit. The guy who wrote the fiction novels who later was like, they're actually just stories about UFO abductions that I've had. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure I know the dude's name, but if someone said mm-hmm. it, I'd know it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'm going to use the old Google I'm going to use the internet. Yeah, Whitley Strieber. That dude, yes. Yeah, Strieber is wild. He is is... something else when you listen to his own content, too, yeah. Yeah, like him being the interviewee on stuff is pretty weird. Him being the primary content generation of a show is like, okay, Fucking maybe don't assume all of us just think aliens are real, bud. <laughs> yeah, and I think that goes back to the point you made about uh, needing to seem functional to be a good host for right. this sort of stuff. Like, the guy, you, you, you need, need to be the, to same be one. the anchor for whatever you're yeah. doing. Oh, totally. Like, I've seen, uh, I've listened to Schrader um, have people go totally off the fucking rails with like you know the magic bigfoot shit or the aliens came in my house and we're friends now you know which is to and say like, the new age camp yeah the the new age camp is truly fucking like they're always seconds from either being upset that no one believes them or trying to sell you a book and a crystal the moral of the story is if you drink their tea an alien will hug you and then give you the key mm-hmm. to enlightenment. That's, I mean, more often than not, that is a thing they kind of just say. Um, I had a, I had a former coworker who's a super sweet lady. Like she was great, uh, and then she kind of went off the deep end with like the new age, weird like, um, before it's news dot com style shit. Yeah, and uh, it just got like. Like when I when I left that job, she straight up gave me a crystal because someone told her it had uh, it would help with computer solutions, and I was like, "You are a super sweet lady." Yeah, but holy you know, goddamn shit! At least she was looking out for you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was 
That's what I said. I didn't say anything because I was just like, I was like, that's very nice of you. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, but yeah. No, so uh, Schrader taking over is pretty good. I would like, honestly, I'm, I'm excited for the day that Nori finally stops ruining Coast. <laughs> 100%. He, man. So we joke all the times about, oh, he must be a Fed or whatever. But George has talked a few times on that show about encounters with government agencies that he's had. Mm -hmm. And at a certain point, you have to start wondering if his decline in both content and style, you know, maybe yeah. maybe that just says asset a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Uh, if not asset, just not a great fucking show host. Yeah, which is or there's that. That's also extremely plausible. <laughs> Possibly both. Uh, there's a, uh, what was it? Like, there's this thing he does that, like, he he always has two kinds of guests on every episode, and one is the the ad. Like, it's a, it's a full hour ad, basically, yeah. for these. And then the other is a guest that he might talk about interesting stuff with, maybe. Yeah, you know, he does that more and more all the time, and I have to start wondering mm -hmm. if the show isn't hard up for sponsors at this point. Because, uh, I, go man. ahead. It's. I mean, it's. It's either. It's either super hard up for sponsors, or it's like, there's like, he just doesn't care about the quality of the broadcast. I mean, at this point. Yeah, you know, it, if you want to be cynical about it like that, it could be a case yeah. where he realizes that he has the number one market share by a margin, and being yep. so many people in that market, he can kind of just do whatever. Yep, he can just kind of fucking sell out super hard and not be very like to the point where like it's been the case for years where Nori's like substitute DJs are better and more entertaining than him. Better by a mile. You know, you can talk about Jimmy yeah. Church, George Knapp, yeah. uh, Connie oh, yeah. Willis, heck, uh, Dave yep. Schrader, even for several Schrader, years now right. had been the co-host or the weekend host. Yeah. Um, I like uh, Connie's Sunday shows are always pretty fun, and Jimmy Church's like Friday Saturday shows are usually great. Just because Jimmy Church is crazy as hell, and he sounds like a morning, he sounds like a drive time DJ. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing <laughs> I think I love most about him. Yeah, he's 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 a wild dude, and you're just like, man, you he clearly believes whatever he's talking about. He might be and, uh, the only host of any kind that actually bought in to. Um, What's his name? The Blink-182 guy's UFO Academy. Oh, yeah. oh, like, Jimmy yeah. Church was selling that scandal. Or not scandal, but oh, uh, so hard. hustle really I mean, hard. Just super hard. Every time he'd come on there. Um, yeah, fuck, I'd say, like, him and, uh, what's it, Linda Moulton Howe bought in real hard. Yeah, Miss Earth Files. Mm-hmm. That lady is, uh... Like, I don't know what blackmail she has on fucking George Norrie, <laughs> but... <laughs> Like it's at least like it's once a month at least that she's just gonna come. Yeah, she comes suck on up at an least hour once a month to talk about cattle mutilations or weird noises in the wilderness or the yep. craziest thing you've seen in the sky this week. Yeah, it's it's the same shit. It's been the same shit with her for like since the like the late seventies, right? Yeah, well, she's she, her, been her, doing this sort of weird overnighty UFO stuff since then. And I think yeah, she's oh, been totally. in radio since, like, the mid-80s or something. Because even yeah. Art, in his early days, would have her on oh, all yeah. the time. 
So she's oh, no, definitely she was, been a staple. She, yeah, no, she she is always good for an hour of content, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, she, uh, I will say, like her the what was it the the Blink One Eighty Two guy stuff has been real funny because that's still going. People are still giving that dude money. Tom DeLong. That's who it Tom is. DeLong. There yeah. it is. Yeah. Fucking people are still giving Tom DeLong money to fund a fake UFO research organization. Well, and the weirdest thing about that is it might be one thing if he just did it and he was such a true believer, but some of mm-hmm. his backers are honest oh, to God. God UFO grifters, like confirmed grifters. Oh, yeah. So yeah. like, what the hell? Yeah, no, it's it's one of those things where it's like this should this should be a big red flag. Um the the percentage of like real true believers to grifters in like the UFO and radio community or overnight radio community is like, I don't know, thirty to seventy. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. Like if someone's selling you a book, they're probably gonna try to sell you some other shit too. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the thing too. And, you know, it would be one thing if they have to hustle out these books just to scrape by and get a living, you know, because I think that's the case with some of the true believers. Like, they're selling this to try and, you know, get themselves by. But a lot of those people churn out seven, eight books in a series, and you know it's got nothing to do with actually thinking about what's going on. Oh, no, they're just they're 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 full of fluff. Um, I will say, like, as far as like people who are like true believers who are who are legit making a living off it, who I don't think are grifters, who I just think might be crazy. David Icke is the one. Oh, 100 percent. You know, that's answer like, number one when you talk about this sort yeah. of thing. Right. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, this guy believes everything he's fucking saying. And he is selling books because he thinks it's going to help. Yeah, he's he is out here trying to save the human race. I'm not sure we should be disparaging him. (laughs) No, no, and like Uh, you're just like, yeah, you're doing you're doing relatively good, insane things. Keep it up, David. And like he he upsets like all kinds of people, which makes me real happy. Yeah, he upsets all the right kind of people. Right, like he fucking like it's he's they tried to get him banned in Canada. And he was just like, nope. And people were just like, yeah, like because like the, of course the accusation when he talks about reptilians is like he means the Jews, and I'm like, no, he means reptiles. He means like, that there are world leaders that are actually lizards wearing skin suits. He is deadly yeah. serious, people. Yeah, he's he is not like it's not like some like cloaked fucking the Jews thing. It's they, like this dude has done enough fucking DMT that he thinks that. We are we are besieged by fucking the the bad guys from V. Yeah. Um which is, you know, that's a reasonable amount of DMT to do in your life, I suppose. Um which is like I remember reading about or listening to him talk about like how he got involved in the the community was immediately like, "Oh, I went to a psychic and she told me to go to South America." And I was just like, "All right, that's that's a bold move, David Icke. Please yeah, continue. Yeah, you know, and that's a good way to spot the true believers because a yeah. lot of even the researchers and the authors are the same people who will have an extremely similar backstory to that. Oh yeah, no, and then you're like you're like you like if you ended up in a fucking ayahuasca or ayahuasca retreat in South America because a psychic in London told you to, chances are you do think there's fucking reptiles all over the planet. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, and for all we know, maybe you're doing something right. The reptilians maybe. might not be real, but, you know, yeah. that's a hell of a vacation. It's a hell of a vacation. And, you know, he's probably had more fun in his life than most people who are mad at him. So, yeah, good on him. Absolutely. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I'm excited for Schrader to take over Midnight because Heather's running. Heather's been running into the ground for about two years. Yeah, um, she needed to go in a big way. I'm I'm glad it's Dave, too, because like I said, I think uh, yeah. maybe not legitimacy, because I don't think there's a way to bring legitimacy to this, but he can no. bring a little something to get listeners Sanity. back, at least. Yeah. And he he won't be having on-air fucking breakdowns, basically. No, no, he's a uh, very stable dude in that regard. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the one that, like, like, the breaks in professionalism... I mean, Heather's weird hippie bullshit aside, the breaks in professionalism are what makes that show hard to listen to. That yeah, and the fact yeah, that no she doubt. cannot stop talking about herself. <laughs> yeah, and that's the biggest line to walk to when I think you're doing any kind of radio interview sort of format. Because I think right. that's one of the problems that Nori has, too. Where he's oh, yeah. literally just sitting there as a yes man for his guest and he's not interjecting at all. Right, he's not actually adding to a discussion. He's letting he's just letting people talk, and you know, in the case for his fucking his his cloaked advertisers, that's great. Uh, right. But in the case where you want to have a conversation about fucking UFO sightings, you know, maybe maybe ask a question. <laughs> and to backtrack just a little bit, I will say that's one of the things that made Art Bell as truly great as he was because oh, he sure. had a phenomenal understanding of just when to push on a guy and when not to. And, like, it took a lot for Art to, like, really, really get mad and be like, you're a fucking grifter. But when he did, it was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you could, if somebody could find a compilation track of just the times when he specifically would shut people down, I would be Ooh. the happiest man alive because, oh, my oh, God, those tracks. <laughs> they're so good. They're, they Like, you're just like, because, like, he's like a normal, calm dude. He's like, I mean, he's Art Bell. You've heard Art Bell. And right. then, like, once he once he kind of figures out that the person talking to him is is just talking out of their ass, he's just like, and no. And you're like, all right. Yeah, here time we go. for you to be done here, buddy. <laughs> Guess we're going to callers. <laughs> and that that's the um, thing, too, I found so funny about him. He would drop people mid-call, guest or caller. He was not oh, afraid yeah. to just shut somebody down. Nope. I mean, you know, it's his name on the show, you know? Yeah. That's that's the deal. Like you, you, anything anything bad said on the show look you know makes him look less credible in the eyes of most of his audience. I'm sure. Right. Um, either way, uh, Rip Art Bell, hooray for Dave Schrader. Um, and yeah, like like we said, if you if you want to check out overnight radio stuff, you can check it out online at this point because they're smart enough. They're finally smart enough to do that. Um, but like Jimmy Church is a fun one. Schrader's great. Schrader uh, is phenomenal. He should be the absolute starting point. If you're already yeah. a true believer sort of type, I'm going to go ahead and recommend a show that I really enjoy here. Ground mm -hmm. Zero with Clyde Lewis. He's both oh, on man. the radio and does podcasts, and he's a good entry point for people who are already pretty convinced there's something to it. Did Clyde Lewis lose the... Did he used to have a different show? Uh, I don't know, because I've only ever heard him doing Ground Zero, but it's okay. very possible he had a former show, too. He's there been through a, a lot a, of weird shit in his life. Is that the, That's not the guy out of Kentucky, right? 
Mm, I'm not actually 100% sure where he's out of. I'd have no. to look. No worries. It's it's fine. It's um there's a there's a dude out of Kentucky who who used to, he's on local radio and then he just decided to put all of his stuff on YouTube. And uh he's not terrible. Yeah, that, He has uh Good. That's not Lewis then. That's definitely someone else, yeah. but Okay. Yeah, that's uh, I'll 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 dig around for that guy's name. Um, anyway, so uh, the primary, uh, just, we just kind of wanted to get that, you know, because this has been kicking around in my head for a long time. Because like you know, mid overnight radio is like part of the reason why we do this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so something of note, and this is why we have Dexter on, because uh, he is he is from the area where this is like the the epicenter of. Like I'd say, we're, we're, we're probably started happening in the U.S. Um, yeah, absolutely. So we've talked about we've talked about a little bit um, on the show about like a cryptid called the Dog Man, which is you know, I mean, initially it sounds like someone's like, oh, I'm bored of Bigfoot, <laughs> so right, right. werewolves. Um, that said, this one is. It's uh, it is an interesting enough phenomenon that we are seeing it go through the life cycle of, like, er, the the life cycle of like how how people change how people talk about the cryptid itself in a compressed time scale, which is kind of cool. Yeah, because uh, like it's taken years for Bigfoot to do that. Right, but the Dog Man burst onto the scene. Uh if we want to talk about a little bit of history, just right sure, now, right off it. the bat. So yeah. there's a uh, lady here in Wisconsin, Linda Godfrey, and she was a mm-hmm. newspaper reporter. And I think she even still does do a little bit of newspaper stuff on the side. But in mm-hmm. the very early 90s, she covered a weird story about this creature, what has become the dog man for a uh, local newspaper or local adjacent in this area. And uh, it's kind of blown up since then, especially in the last uh, decade, decade and a half. It just has taken off. It is decrypted on the block right now. Right. It is uh, like, I mean, you know, if, you, if you're not someone who looks into like weird cryptozoology news uh, on the weekends, I don't get you. Um, but yeah, first of all, what's your problem? <laughs> yeah. Why are you like this? Uh, this has like. I mean, there's like specific Dogman shows that are made. Um, there's the North American Dogman Project, uh, NorthAmericanDogmanProject.com, and it is it's like a it's a website dedicated to tracking and like mapping encounter reports, which is nuts. Yeah, and uh, the people who do it are pretty serious about it too, from everything I oh, can yeah. tell. You know, that's not yeah. just some gag site or anything. No, they've uh, they've uh, the North American North American Dogman guys have been on Coast and Midnight. Like they've 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 had their their time on the air to talk about how serious they are about this, and it's like, damn. Yeah, um, not just them, but uh, Linda's a recurring guest on that whole circuit too. Sure. Oh yeah, that's right. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to think. I was like, I knew I'd heard her name somewhere, and I'm just like. Oh yeah, I've probably heard her talk about the fucking Dogman. And there's like uh YouTube has Dogman Encounters, which is like a a very calm dude uh just calls up people who have had Dogman encounters and he lets them just talk for 45 minutes to an hour. 
Yeah, and, and some of them are great. <laughs> right, you never know what you're going to get with that sort of thing, but it's definitely no. entertaining nonetheless. It definitely is. And like the the thing that has kind of interestingly separated Dogman stuff from like Bigfoot or other more like generic cryptids or like you know big name cryptids like Loch Ness monster, Bigfoot, etc. They're just like you know with those it's just sightings. Right. It's just like, oh yeah, I saw that. Or I heard it I heard it make a noise. Or it threw a rock at my house or something. Um the rock the rock thing is pretty rare. But uh with Dogman, it's like there's two kinds of like stories and it's like, oh I saw that and it scared me and oh it tried to kill me. Yeah, and there's all sorts of stories in this area about that, you know. Whether it gets sure. up in your face whether it intimidates mm-hmm. you for real, because, you know, with some cryptids, they're like, oh, I just got bad vibes off it. But with the dog sure. man, that thing will get in your business. Right. You and know, like, and like, I don't, you know, go ahead. There's even stories of it uh, taking deer from hunters. Which is terrifying. Yeah, like taking carcasses away from them. That's, ugh. Um, yeah, man. No, this is a, it's a, it's a very... It's distinct in the field is, I think, yes. what we're trying to get at. Because nothing else right. of this kind does anything like that. And yeah, you don't see reports like this, generally speaking. It's like you, you see, like the most violent Sasquatch Bigfoot stuff you see is like, like you know, they threw a rock at my house or he threw a rock at me in the woods or something. Uh, and you're like, okay, that's pretty creepy. Yeah, that uh, sucks. Like, I'm sorry to hear that, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. A rock got tossed at you in the dark. Um, and then there's the, uh, like, you know, the other lesser known cryptids. Like, there's, of course, there's, like, you know, there's ones that are specifically built around being scary stories you tell your kids, uh, like, you know, Jersey Devil and shit. Yeah, um, the SCP phenomenon on YouTube and right. stuff like that. Definitely. And, like, that's, like, that. that that's, that's where we, we cross over into, like, you know, no, there's the amount of Jersey Devil sightings or Lo- Loveland Frog sightings or whatever. Yeah, the are, Texas Goat Man or something. Or, yeah, the, the fucking Goat Man. Jesus Christ, that's a classic. Where's, where's the Goat Man these days? I don't know. Um, but so we've got this point where we are, we're watching the, the Dog Man thing happen. Uh, or the, so the Bigfoot stuff separated into, um, Bigfoot is like three camps, and it's like Bigfoot is an animal. He's just very stealthy. Uh, Bigfoot is magic. He exists in other dimensions, and he can, you know, swap between them at will. Or three, Bigfoot is an alien construct who lives near underground bases to protect them. Yeah, some sort of advanced scout or guardian or something for the other aliens that are obviously here. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the Mount Shasta brand of Bigfoot. It turns out. Um, that's where you hear a lot about that one. Um, I mean, Mount Shasta is a weird place. It's one of the weird places in America, but, but also like any, anyone who's like talks about Sasquatch from that area is going to be 200% dedicated to the, to the whole, like they're an alien and we're going to meditate and talk to Bigfoot. And you're like, I don't think you are, bud. Very I think you're just going to hang out in a cave. Thought there then you're saying. Oh yeah. No, they're there. It's, it's real real i i you know i think they're booksellers you know as it were well you know probably Um, most of them are yeah like they i'd say like guaranteed there's 
once once someone starts talking about like new age shit or like promising you technology, they're gonna be trying to sell you a book soon. Because more, um, almost more often than not, almost guaranteed, they don't know anything about engineering if they're trying to sell you oh, a book, right? Or or they're Tom DeLonge and they are just lying to you for hours on. <laughs> Um, so the, let's see. So we've got like enough recent encounters of the dog man that it's like, it's, it's interesting to see where it's going to kind of strike out in or what direction it's going to strike out in. Um, cause we've got like, I figure we're probably a year away from someone saying the dog man is, uh, like an, in, you know, a native American spirit. Or uh, it's it's literally a werewolf or whatever. Well, and if I can interject a little bit of pseudo-expertise here, that sort of thing is already absolutely happening. And I can tell you that as a matter of fact. There are there already go. people saying that it's A, a werewolf, and that's what the earliest mm-hmm. stories were. Because we've got oh, stories sure. from 1936 of people saying, seeing something like this and saying it's oh, a yeah. werewolf. But then right. there's also uh, Linda Godfrey, the acknowledged expert on the dog, man. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's just a book-selling pivot on her part. But she's sure. convinced that it's some sort of New Age phenomenon, some sort of uh, creature or alien manifesting itself from somewhere else. So, Interesting. you know, that's definitely already happening. I think that's actually Streber's take on it, too. Yeah, well, like, that explanation you know, for cryptids at least answers why nobody can ever find them except when they're seeing them. And I won't give right. the theory any more credit than that for anything, sure. but it would at least explain that aspect of it. Right. No, and that's a, that's, you know, it's one one of those things you can kind of entertain um but it's still like that's the moment you kind of examine that with a more careful eye. You're like, this falls apart very quickly. Everyone. Very quickly. Very, very quickly. <laughs> I, I know it's the third chapter of your book, but please dial it back. Um, what was it? The uh, was it John Keel, I think, talks about like, you know, like John Keel's version of this is that every, everything's an, ult- an ultra terrestrial Something that exists uh, outside our perceivable range on the electromagnetic spectrum, or however right. he phrases it. Yeah, which is, I mean, one that's a cool that's a cool title, ultra terrestrial. Sounds pretty rad. Yeah, but also, yeah, that's dope as hell. <laughs> but like, we got uh, fucking, you know, when I think that that's just his way of explaining the things outside of his like, I guess, realm of expertise, which is UFO shit and Mothman. Um, but that said, uh, so we've got, uh, like recently, uh, you know, as usual, so whenever this happens, this is something else, something else that happens with like cryptids in general, when like a deformed animal gets killed, boy fucking howdy are the speculation engines just like cranked up to 11. It is zero to 60 in half a second when you see something like that. Like like some a rotting carcass washes up on on a lake shore or, a, or an ocean shore, and people are just like, "Could it be the legendary murder squid?" And you're like, "I, I maybe I don't know, man. I don't know. Is uh, it a squid? First of all, <laughs> yeah, or is it just a rotting carcass? Um, so we had the the weird kind of vaguely deformed wolf with a big head and very large paws that got killed. Uh, the <laughs> 
Yeah. I love I just I just looked at the one of the, the photo captions was some speculate this beast to be a prehistoric creature and I was like it can't be prehistoric because it happened now. Yeah, you know, first of all, you're just wrong there. You're confusing words. Words have meanings <laughs> here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah man but yeah so th- this happened i would say a couple weeks ago there's a as a a mildly deformed wolf or coyote got shot and the the everyone everyone their mom is like it's a dog man i'm just like it's deformed <laughs> and that's okay maybe find out why it was deformed who knows yeah um go ahead no no you're fine go for it so I was just going to say, that's one of the things actually that makes the dog man so weird for me is how part of it obviously chalks up to once someone's seen it, everyone thinks they're seeing the same thing. But the uh, sure. discipline in the image reporting of it is just spectacular, especially compared yes. to a lot of other stuff in this field. You know, people, oh, totally. I'm, I'm not saying people are seeing something, but whatever their mind is conjuring, they have a pretty specific image in mind you know it's always right. so big with such and such features on its face and i find that interesting that is kind of that is legitimately neat um so that's one of those things like we think we, we, we talked about before but like it's like uh uh you know the, the werewolf legends and large animal large you know cat large dog legends have been part of like uh, western culture probably every culture that has wolves nearby actually I think um, that would be a safe bet. So, like, you know, there's the, was it the, uh, the, the French had, uh... The Rougarou or Rougalou That's the or one. something, yeah. That's the one, yep. Um, which is, you know, uh, a really fancy French way to say fucking werewolf. Um, yes, fucking werewolf, that's exactly what it is. There's no difference there. <laughs> but yeah, <sighs> and, you know... There's very few, if any, first-hand accounts of it, but uh, sure. folklore and stuff will tell you that even the French fur traders, when they scheduled, or not scheduled, but uh, landed here and first settled this area mm-hmm. here up in Green Bay, that they were seeing yeah. shit like that in the woods. So, you know, yeah. big wolf probably, but at the same time, who knows? Yeah. Fur traders, known for their objective reporting. But either way, no, it's legit. That's like, that's... That's the uh, that's that's kind of the thing. It's where like these, you know, fucking. It's the uh, the things we see now, the things we hear hear about now, are usually descended from some kind of legend, uh, with the exception of like maybe the Goat Man. Yeah, that I one's mean, just kind of out of nowhere. I have no idea what that's about. There's, but it's a thing. Really no, yeah. There's there's nothing in Texas that's like, yeah, man, a goat. A goat man tried to murder me, and you're like, I mean, if you were from Greece, I could understand this, but maybe. <laughs> um, man. Uh, so, you, sir, have uh, spent actual real time in your life out doing paranormal investigation stuff. What is that like in your area? So, there's, every area has its own ghost stories, as you well know. And, sure. And, uh. A few weeks ago, a friend of mine, or two friends rather, who claimed to be quote-unquote sensitive to this sort of thing, offered Uh to give me a tour of the uh, usual suspects for our area. So I tagged along, and then I started doing just a little digging in some of these spots on my own. And let me tell you, 
I didn't see anything. I didn't experience anything weird. But it's wild, and I plan on spending more time on a consistent basis just checking this stuff out because, you know, why not? Yeah. I mean, you know, what else do you do on the weekends besides, like, cocaine and ghost hunting, you know? Well, right, you know, I think every weekend should be like that. Come on, people. Yeah, really, just, that's that's the problem with culture these days. Not enough cocaine and paranormal investigating. Um, so we've got... We've got a couple local teams that do it up here, um, like dedicated to the bit to the point where they they publish a like a news like a, a monthly newspaper kind of thing, um, and like in in enough circulation that you can buy it at gas stations. Yeah, so maybe a little bit on that note, there there mm-hmm. are a couple of orgs in this area too, and hmm. one of them. Actually, not too long ago, I want to say it was just a year or two, had an investigation of our uh, most quote-unquote active site shut down by the city mayor because he was afraid it was going to drag in too much bad publicity from out of town. That's fucking rad. Yeah. I mean, it's not rad they got shut down, but that's like... That what the mayor the of all you, people you... was taking it seriously enough to say, step in and say, hey, no, we can't let you do this. <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck? Oh my god, that's weird. That's like, I mean, you know, like our I will say this, our local government officials are wise enough to distance themselves from many things like this. That's fucking funny. Yeah, I don't know um, why you'd want to step into the middle of that for any reason, but Yeah, why why would you get your name tied up in like, yeah, I told these parallel investigators to not do this? What? You just gave them Ghostbusters legitimacy. Good job, idiot. <laughs> well, Mr. Mayor, what are you suppressing? Is it the truth? Yeah. Huh? Is it the truth about this incredibly... I mean, it's probably like he buried a hooker out there or something, but, you know, stuff. It's so weird. Yeah, and that's not just all, you know. Like I said, every place has its sights, but... uh my sure? city in particular has got five or six really ripe ones where people experience a lot of stuff. Hmm. So the uh, city harbor actually yeah. supposedly used to be a mob dumping ground to the point where oh. if you cast your fishing line too deep, people sometimes still drag stuff up. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's so brutal. that's crazy. It hasn't happened for a number of years now. I don't know if they finally dredged it or what, but man... And uh, in addition to that, you know, we've got the standard, a couple of graveyards where stuff is wonky, a couple of uh, just buildings in general where stuff ain't right. Oh, sure. That's that. I mean, that's absolutely like the 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 buildings where stuff ain't right is like that's the meat and potatoes of every area. Right. Ever, ever, ever. As far as like hauntings go. Right. Uh, Someone so and so died in this building and now they're still here and. You know, I think every town in America probably has at least one story like that. Yeah, uh, our our town uh, Fairbanks is a uh, was a gold rush town, like in in the the most literal definition of a fucking gold rush town possible, and then an oil rush town. Um, so the amount of like murdered people here is just through the roof, <laughs> just just corpses everywhere. That combine that with the cold and alcoholism. Um, basically just ceaseless weird deaths. And, uh, it's so we've got like, 
I think three or four areas local to um that are like the the ones that get reported the most locally among human among you know this that crowd and uh it's like there's this hotel um that got uh I knew the guy who was remodeling it and what I didn't so this is, this is a funny kind of funny story I was we were on a, a, a my girlfriend at the time uh, and I were on a double date with um, one of her friends and her friend's husband. And her friend's husband is this guy. Okay. And so he's, Like he was the guy doing the remodeling? Yeah, he's, he was the contractor. And I'm just okay. like, all right, whatever. This is this is fun. So we, we go out and have fun, have a good evening out, hang out, do do a couple things. And then um, the... Like, you know, no one, like, it's it's approaching the end of the evening, and we're, like, you know, I'm, like, trying to fucking bail real hard. Uh, but then this dude's, like, what do you guys think of, uh, of, like, ghosts? And I'm, like, I want you to tell me more of whatever you're talking about immediately. And so, his wife is just, like, ugh. <laughs> point of order here. Was this the kind of thing where he, like, just came out with it, or where he danced oh, around it for a little bit first? It was, like... Bing. It was there was no like dancing around like you could tell as soon as we got in their house he was waiting to talk about it and the wife was horrified. It was fantastic. See now that <laughs> just makes the story all the better right there. Yeah, yeah. Cause like the wife is just like eye rolling, annoyed that this is happening. My girlfriend at the time is like, oh well, I guess we're gonna be here for another hour. And I'm just <laughs> like, please tell me and show me any photos you have of whatever bullshit you're talking about, sir. Right. Uh, and like he's like so he uh, <laughs> he shows me these pictures and they're of like you know him and the his dudes in his company and like he's like you can see here there's an orb and I'm just like lens flare but okay keep going <laughs> and like right. it's one of those kind of things where you're like all right yeah I'm like, gonna hear you out here man just continue for me yeah I'm just gonna I'm gonna try not to, to point out when things are clearly dust or lens flares but like it was this like this I like he like he clearly like run the presentation in his head and the wife had been subjected to it and she was not thrilled about another replay of this uh this this show and uh it it was the guy told this like this long story it was like n- eventually uh no one would go up to the third floor of this building alone to work because it felt like someone like, if you were alone it felt like someone was there with you the whole time yeah but if you were there in pairs it was like nothing yeah so just recently actually i shouldn't say mm-hmm. just recently some while ago the closest thing i've had to an encounter I, uh, until recently worked for a security company, right? And, Mm -hmm. uh, my account that I was assigned to was one of the oldest factories and, uh, the biggest chemical plant in the state of Wisconsin. Oh, And in the oldest part of the building, it was, uh, first raised and in use in the, uh, 1951, I want to say. And I swear, no matter how well lit that building was, it always felt like something was watching you. But, you know, working third shift, you're just getting the willies, right? It's whatever. Oh, yeah. And then I swear to God, one night, though, I felt something reach out and try and grab my shoulder. And, Ooh. you know, it's not just it's not just nothing because you can shrug off nothing. But it's one of those things where you 
you know you can kind of feel someone reaching for you. People have that instinct. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, that's horrifying. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> don't. I've never seen a ghost. I'm not 100% sure if I even believe in them or not. But that was sure. the weirdest experience in my life by a, a country mile. That's, uh, no thanks. That's not a fun one. We had a, uh, so I used to work at this tiny radio station named KYSC that was like, uh, run by two 70 year old crazy people, crazy dudes who were just like, just fucking full tilt all the time. Just nuts. They're great. Uh, they're great to work for cause they had like the lowest expectations humanly possible for like any any amount of quality, you're just like, ah, cool. If I do a good job, they think I'm Jesus. Well, right. <laughs> you know, if you give a crazy person a radio show, they're not going to be too concerned with the actual work, I'm sure. Oh yeah, no. So this the the beauty of this station was it was a rebroadcaster station. So there was only me, uh, the the two two old guys and two salesmen, and that was it. And there was no DJs or anything. We just rebroadcast a signal from USA Radio. Um, so I never had to like field calls from idiots or anything. I just had to fix stuff and produce commercials and do all that shit. Um, but, uh, so as, you know, as it happens with, with, when, when humans get older, occasionally you die. Uh, one of them who was kind of my, like, uh, kind of like vaguely like the mentor of the two, right? Mentor adjacent, uh, sure. Yeah, like like a like a pseudo mentor, good guy, real fun, totally nuts. Um, he uh, he had he'd been seeing this girl who was like thirty, and like the most obvious gold digger on the planet. And I was like, Danya, that girl's gold digger. He's like, yeah, I know. And I was just like, okay. As and long then, as you're both having fun with it. Yeah, yeah. And so he uh, he kind of just like kept stringing her along. He's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then they, they, they sold the station. And uh, in the intervening month where it was going to be handed over to this new company, um, Don had a heart attack <laughs> while they were having, while he was having sex with this girl. Oh, and shit. <laughs> Did not, did not make it. And so this girl was traumatized. I was like, this is the funniest and most absurd situation I've been in in my entire life. Yeah, what you know, is happening? Everyone <laughs> jokes about that, but no one actually expects it to happen. Yeah, no one, no one, and yeah, no one goes and does it. <laughs> so, so I got a call Saturday morning um, to go, go, <coughs> go see what the fuck's going on. Because, like, you know, like the guy who called me was one of the salesmen and he was real... He's real polite. He was just like, hey, man, I don't really want to say this over the phone. Would you come in? I was just like, all right, whatever. I get in, and, like, everyone's real sad. And I'm like, what happened, idiots? Like, the station's still on the air. Why are we all sad? <laughs> uh, and then they tell me, and I'm just like, I lost my mind laughing. I was just like, of course he fucking died that way. Of course he did. Of course this man died boning a fucking girl 40 years younger than him. God damn it. And you, you know, know, everyone was like, you're taking this well. Nothing else. Right. And like, they're like, you're taking this well. And I was just like, if he ha there's no other way he could have died. <laughs> what is wrong with all of you? <laughs> and so I was like, all right. Anyway, and everyone, you know, everyone kind of calmed down. Everyone laughed a little bit. And um, so moving on from that 
hilarious bullshit. Uh, as we were tearing down that station to uh, move the the guts effectively over to this other building, um, the head engine the head engineer of the sister station was there with us, and uh, he was helping me tear down all the equipment. Okay, and he goes, I I was across the entire building. Uh, like taking, take pulling like cables out of a, a wall, basically. Um, and he goes, "What do you need, Jake?" And I'm just like, "I'm not wherever you are, bud." And he goes, "Who tapped me on the fucking shoulder?" And I'm like, "I don't know, and I don't really want to know, but I also I refuse to consider it right now." And he's like, "Okay." That's weird. See, and that's uh, also the exact same kind of stuff that I'm talking about. It's the exact sort of uh, feeling or moment, oh, yeah. if nothing else. Yeah, no, it's it's legit strange. This is like, yeah, at least it's about a month later, maybe a little less. And so I, at the next point, I was in that room, because this, this is where Don was. This is the room Don was in most of the time anyway. Um, I was removing computer parts and... I like hand to God. One of these kind of moments where you're like, you're kind of like looking out a window and you see something move behind you, and you're like, nope, nope, I'm not not going to investigate that. Yeah, pretty brain sure something figment, moved. Ignore it. Nothing happened. Ignore it. Moving on. But yeah, that's the only kind of like re- like adult recent history kind of thing. That was years ago. But um, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. So like, we have like the our, our local ghost investigators are very goofy and. Very like they're 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 lighthearted about the whole situation, um, but they do have pretty interesting output. Like they're not terrible. I've actually been trying to get a hold of one of them to come on the show. Um, that would be pretty rad. It'd be kind of interesting. Uh, potentially, who knows? Yeah, well, um, that could go any direction. So <laughs> it honestly, yeah. Oh man, it could. Uh, so we've got like let's see. Hmm. So we had one more thing to kind of like talk about. It's kind of an interesting. Um, international international news. <laughs> uh, so occasionally, South America, uh, a cryptid story comes out of South America, and they are never good. Like they're never not evil. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like for I, whatever reason, South America also has a really high hit rate on just weird <laughs> freaking stories. Oh God, yeah, and this is one of them. This is like uh, there's a multiple sightings of a tiny, uh, like jet black humanoid from the jungle. And like Man. we say humanoid, we don't mean human. We mean humanoid, <laughs> like vaguely, Something like, vaguely human adjacent, but it's definitely <laughs> not. Yeah, creepy. So this is and this happens in like. This is out of Paraguay, so that's, you know, a relatively sane place, I guess. Yeah, you all know how Paraguay is, obviously. Yeah, we've all been there. We have listeners in Paraguay, actually, and oh, they're really? American anarchists. No big deal. Yeah, that's pretty shout cool. Out, shout out to the boys. But, uh, yeah, so this is interesting because there's, like, there's two takes on this, this thing called the Pombero, which is, like, if you give him rum, cigars, and honey... Because that's what he's addicted to. Um, which, honestly, who isn't addicted to rum, cigars, and honey? I mean, that's my entire life right there. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he is said to turn into a friendly goblin who guards houses and barns from other less hospitable creatures. 
So you're telling me that this cryptid is operating a protection racket in Paraguay? Yeah, which is, I mean, honestly, if you're going to be a cryptid and you're going to be, you know, going to be doing something, I guess, like, hustling fucking Paraguayans. It's the way to make your fucking your keep your keep your fucking stocks stocked, as it were. That was dumb. Um, yeah, I mean, let yeah, me tell so you, if I was a dog man, I'd definitely be working as a bouncer or something. Yeah, something cool. Maybe just not like hustling farmers out in the middle of the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he said like they, they've uh, like two or three people like within recent weeks have reported seeing it. Uh, to the point where someone allegedly, uh, like the the guy who encountered it, would got the shit beat out of him, and you know he he got he got beat up in the jungle too much and didn't didn't get a good look. But everyone around him says it was this thing. Yeah, so people are just dead certain that this cryptid jumped a dude. Jumped, yeah. So as a result, of course, people are like, you know, hey, rum, honey, and cigars out on the out on the out on the front porch, you know. Yeah, man, Which, just leave it. Better <laughs> safe than sorry. Yeah, at that point, you know, don't. Why? Why? And these, yeah, so they're, they're rumored to also throw stones at houses and hit windows for fun. This is amazing. I love, like, anytime, like I said, like, anytime fucking South America gets involved with a cryptid story, it's always like either a thing is coming to menace you and shake you down, or it's just going to murder you. Yeah, yeah, you know, I half wonder. If cryptid isn't South American slang for, like, a narco gang or something. Or the police. <laughs> yeah, or that. Same thing. <laughs> uh, this is not the politics podcast. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to hustle no, in on inner circle oh, you're good, territory. You're, you're good, you're good. Uh, so, yeah, no, this is interesting. We'll link, we'll link all these things. They're kind of a weird, weird thing. International stuff is always kind of fun. Um, so I guess the, the name means the man of the night, which makes sense. Um, cause Jesus Christ. Oh, it's, so it's descended that a, uh, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's the evolved version of like an, an indigenous myth of okay. the area. Okay. Sure. So funny. it's got some roots then. Yeah. It's got a ton of them. It looks like it says, so it's like, yeah, these, these things can, um, animals can change into these things. Um, and these things, like these little goblin things, can turn into other animals. So, so it's some, other, sh- some areas, some sort of shifter, supposedly. Then, right? It's 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 the uh, you know it's the it's the skinwalker with less menace, you know that kind of a thing. Yeah, that kind of hustle. <laughs> Except it's clearly it's asking prices much cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> the skinwalker is a whole another kind of wild story. That's another episode yeah. on its own. But oh yeah, we yeah we've actually we have like an early on. Uh, episode of the, the the conspiracy show where we talk about that and like we both have friends like Native American friends who straight up will not talk about skinwalkers <laughs> like refuse to yeah I mean if you dive into that lore enough Ooh. supposedly there becomes reasons not to talk about them yeah, so you know I mean, for whatever that's worth yeah I don't like I said this this like the moral of of this show is mostly uh you know we we're not necessarily believers in anything we're pretty skeptical dudes but why would you fuck around well right you know just on the off chance there is something to it don't invite bad juju yeah and uh, i wouldn't say that i'm a true believer but i think i'm closer on the spectrum to you guys and you know i walk carefully around the taboos about that sort of stuff 
yeah, I don't like I don't fuck with a lot of stuff. Just like I think a lot of stuff's really interesting, and I'm I'm like the first person to go walk into a building because someone's like it could be haunted. I'm like, yeah, whatever, let's go look, idiots. Yeah, are we gonna find out or not? And then you know, of course, you do, oh, I fell through the floor because I'm a moron. <laughs> Uh, it's not haunted. It's just wet. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so that's actually that's all we have for the this episode of the uh, the confidential. Uh, Dexter, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a blast. Um, uh, feel free to plug anything you want to plug. Yeah. So if you want to follow me for weird content, the sort of stuff related to the conversation we had today, that's mostly what my Twitter feed is reserved for. You can find me at Minart Cookbook. I also have a uh, blog, currently inactive, of serious takes, minarchistcookbook.com. And uh, I plan on bringing that back online sometime in the near future, so be on the lookout for links. There you go. If, uh, if, if Oz and I's radically insane political bullshit is, 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 is too far for you, minarchism might actually be a reasonable approach. Anyway, um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Backers, check us out Friday for a backer podcast, Monday for more stuff. Goodbye. I love you. Goodbye.